Okay, family. Here we go. June 25th, 2019. I wanted to talk about the meetings that they had last week on reparations. When we think of reparations, we think of former slave, former slave grandchildren, let's say, trying to get some type of payment. Reparations is a payment. It is a payment for the former slaves that did all that work and after slavery, it was pretty much granted their freedom, but a sort of payment was to come what I'm sorry, was supposed to come with that freedom. 40 acres, 40 acres in a mule. Actually, it was 40 acres. 19, I'm sorry. 1865. But that never came. Once again, black people were bamboozled and hoodwinked in regards to receiving something that they were probably never going to receive. Maybe there were some good intentions, but once you figured it all out, it was something that was never going to be. So the 40 acres never came about for the farmers after slavery. See, if you take that type of wealth and pass it on to people after slavery, you would see a big difference. Chances are there would be no talks of reparations today in 2019, but we're still talking about reparations. Why? Because the payment of land was not distributed to the uh, former slaves after slavery. The sad thing is after 154 years since slavery, yes, 1865, black folks are still fighting for a payment when there's been reparations granted to other groups in regards to things that happen in history after 1865. But black folks are still trying to get reparations in 2019. They have on the table already the LGBT community. They're talking about reparations for them. How does that make you feel after 160? I'm sorry, after 154 years since slavery. They don't want to grant you anything. Mitch McConnell said we gave you Barack Obama the people who were slave owners are no more so in essence we feel we don't owe you anything and this came from Mitch McConnell you can look it up yourself we gave you Barack Obama wow (laughs) and that's what they think of us but The LGBT community is on, it's uh, on the table. Some form of reparations due to the fact of how the gay community has been mistreated. 
Now you tell me, we've been black folks now. We've been lynched. We've been raped. We've been kidnapped. We've been done everything bad to as a people coming over here on the first ship Jesus so when you look at it after all the stuff we've gone through coming here then being here for all these hundreds of years granted freedom 1865 still had to go through a bunch of garbage. LGBT community comes into play and already in 2019 they've, they're talking about some form of reparations for the LGBT community. I don't know what to think of that. Well, I know what to think of that. I'll just hold my tongue for another day. But this is what they think of you, black man, black woman. The more and more you beg, they're going to keep coming up with more and more excuses not to. Then I heard that there's a, a, a offer of maybe $54 million. <laughs> You got 40 million people and 40 million black people in America alone. And you know what? You want them to divide $54 million? That's like new edition uh, getting that uh, hunt, no, getting that dollar and 86 cent check for being on a road for uh, a couple of years and dividing it between four families. <laughs> this is what they think of you. This is what they think of you. But every time when you keep that mentality of not going out there and trying to do something for yourself, because black people, you are a beautiful people. You've always been a beautiful people and you've always went out there and you worked. What do they do on the media? They try to show you or in the media that you're lazy, you're on welfare, you don't do nothing. You don't want to do nothing but sit back and take a handout, which is not true. But see, when you don't own the media, no one talks up for you. That's why these platforms that we have, thanks to Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Stitchers, and some of the other carriers of my particular uh, podcast, and there's other people out there. But a lot of people out there that's doing podcasting, they're podcasting on different things. I think they should be podcasting a little bit more on our struggle, which a lot of them do. But in saying that, you have to go out there and do what you have to do for yourself. You can't sit back and wait for these people to keep giving you a bunch of rhetoric as to why you shouldn't get it. You should get it, but they're not going to give it to you. That's why you must go out there and you got to fight for what you want. I don't mean physically fight. I mean fight. Go out there, uh, study, learn something, uh, uh, take a trade, uh, learn a trade. So you could actually go out there and perform and start to gain your own 
reparations because they're not going to give you reparations. The technology is to keep you begging while they keep giving you a bunch of rhetoric as to why we ain't going to give you nothing or we gave you something. They didn't give us nothing. They didn't give us anything. But that's what happens when you depend on others to do for you. They can give you a bunch of garbage and make you think. And eventually, if they keep telling you, because the technology has always been, let's keep telling them things and we'll never do for them, but we'll keep telling them to make them think. It's the way politicians have always been, especially in the black community. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And they never do anything. Or if they do, they do very, very little to the point where it goes unnoticed because it was nothing really special that was really done. Okay, we'll fill in a pothole or two. Uh, we'll pick up your trash. We'll we might come in a, a sweep your sweep uh, street. Uh, I'm sorry, sweep your street. Even though you're supposed to uh, sweep the street every week, we'll do it just to make them happy. You got to get up off your butts and get out there and start performing and stop waiting for somebody to do for you. You've always been a, a, a strong people. We let you come in and, and and eat at our restaurants and drink at our water and use the bathroom with us. And all of a sudden, here black people go. Now they end up losing who they really were. You were a strong, strong people. You've always been. You've been the people of God. But even God would probably be a little disappointed in how we behave as black people by sitting around doing nothing and waiting for others. You just remember, reparations is something that was legally and morally was supposed to happen in 1865, but it didn't happen in 1865. And it's not happening in 2019. That should tell you. If you want to bring some serious people to the table, you need to bring in Claude Anderson because the people that are out there actually talking about reparations, I don't think they're really strong enough or they really care because you still have black people who don't even think we should get uh, reparations. You got a lot of people out there that sits up in the black seat and your own people don't even think that we deserve reparations. But then again, you got a lot of sellouts. We always have had a bunch of sellouts in our own community. And it's nothing new, even in uh, 2019. Here's a black man, Elijah Muhammad, trying to talk about and help black people back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. And what happened? You had a bunch of sellouts then working for the government Going back, report every word. You know, who does that to their own people? Who does that? We do. Black people. Because we're still confused about who we are. We're too busy trying to please our former slave master's grandkids that we keep on doing the opposite of what we should be doing. My brothers and sisters, I say this, June 25th, 2019. Please wake up, smell the coffee, and go out there and start doing something. Just because you may have a little something don't mean that you can't uh, go out there and continue to help others. See, 
we as black people, we get so content in what little we have, not knowing that it can be taken at the snap of a finger that we don't want to offend. Black people have always been taught not to offend. Everybody else can offend you. But black people have been taught through slavery not to offend others. That's why in the Bible, they gave you a certain uh, certain uh, passages that you could actually read to the people, those who could read, because they didn't want to offend as time passed. They didn't want to offend their former slave masters. And it's the same today. They feed you a bunch of scriptures because, see, when you don't read for yourself, when you don't go out there and look behind the word, behind the word, you will go and anything that is said about another group, you will defend, but you won't defend your own brothers and sisters who are out here struggling every day, but you will, you will help others because you don't want to offend nobody else. But your own, you have no problem. You throw your own away. But when you get in trouble, you run right back to that community. Look at OJ. When OJ was wanted no more, what did he do? He came back to the black community after he got out of jail in 1995. All the black churches holding this man as if he was a Maharaja himself. But that's what happens. I can kick dirt on you, but once things uh, settle down and go back to normal, I can go back to the people who supposedly uh, love me. And that's what they do. You better wake up because you're slowly, slowly sinking into the abyss that you don't see, which is right in front of you. You do more damage every time you disrespect your black woman. Every time, sisters, when you disrespect your man. That's why we have to stop disrespecting each other and start to love one another and start to uh, accept us. We can accept our own faults. But damn, you don't have to pile on to them, black man, black woman. I speak to both sides. I'm not speaking of just one side. I'm speaking to both sides because we both got a lot to learn. And we should be trying to learn it. But no, we're too busy spending our money in stores that don't respect us. Giving our money away to people who basically are getting rich, building their own community while our community suffers as we get scattered. When I was growing up, we had black communities. I don't know where no black community is now. In this time of 2019, especially in California. If we have them, yeah, we have them. But look at them. That's if you can really find one. But they're there. You just have to look because they're very, very small. And it's not in the best of town. We need to go back to Black Wall Street in the 20s. Back in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We got to go back there. We can start building and we can do that each and every day. When you're when a community such as ours is bringing in one point one, I'm sorry, 1.25 to 1.3 trillion dollars 
yearly. We could do that. We can build our own Black Wall Street. And I think we will be better prepared for the devils who try to enter and do what they did in the 20s. But it makes me wonder, do we even want our own Black Wall Street anymore? Or are we still lost in space? This is part one of reparations. I say to my brothers and sisters, hold your head up high. Stop looking at your Bible and actually start reading it. Or start you using what God gave you, common sense. Because whether you read the Bible or not, you still don't act like you have that good old free common sense that the Lord gave you for free. Because a lot of you are reading the Bible, which is fine. But unless you're studying the Bible, it don't matter how much you read if you're not studying to show yourself approved. Okay, my brothers and sisters. Enough said. Peace out. Part one reparations.